on this week's episode auburn gets demolished kirby out here flipping switches and we preview vandy as they head to athens for saturday's matchup as always i'm cheeto and with me is my co-host keegan welcome back to another episode of dogs off the leash i do it for the dogs Cheeto, welcome back, buddy. That Auburn win was pretty delicious. We uh we really put it on them there. Great the- win for the dogs. Needed that. Tasty. Beautiful, beautiful. So, guys, I'm just gonna hit you guys with a quick little brain warm-up, you know, just get the mental energy flowing. I have a question for you guys. It's a little trivia. trivia? What states each have two SEC schools? A little trivia music going. Right. <laughs> So when you presented this question to me, uh, immediately my my mind went straight to Alabama and Auburn. Easy, easy enough, right? After that, though, I can't lie. I was kind of dancing around a little bit. I was like, I thought South Carolina, no, SEC, ACC. Florida, no, SEC, ACC. And then I went Tennessee, obviously, for Vanderbilt and Tennessee since we play them. But I could not get the last one off rip. So you want to hit the fans with that one? Yeah, so we got Alabama. Tennessee. There's my two. And Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. Just I guess because they're in the West, it just didn't come up immediately. But yeah, I like that. And, and if we fast forward and ask this question in the future, in the year 2025, the question, the answer will then add Texas because we'll have Texas in the SEC. That's right. And also Texas A&M. So. That's right. Have they decided yet how they're going to split Oklahoma and Texas up as far as East-West? I think it would make sense to put Texas with Bama and then Oklahoma with Georgia since there's some recent familiarity, but that's a, that's a good question. I'm not I'm not really sure how they'll do that. You know what would be interesting is if they did something else where you know those teams are you know geographically more out west, so it just kind of makes sense for them to be in the west. So what if they added both those teams to the west and then added Auburn to the east? Okay, 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 okay. And who, who else goes with Auburn? Is Alabama in the east? Oh, you want to put both? Okay, okay. You want to put two there and kick two over. Okay, okay. I'm just talking about geographically. It makes sense. You're going to add two teams. You're going to have a shuffle regardless. There's going to be a restructure. And why not, you know, while we're going to the mall? (laughs) Auburn makes sense. Auburn makes sense. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure who else would go. Just because if it wasn't Alabama, they probably would do that. But they're not. I don't think they're going to move Alabama from the West. Like, that just gives it a lot of balance. Alabama needs to hold their conference. They probably want to hold that. Texas is going to be – dude, Texas is already coming up. So, by the time they get Arch Manning and some of these young cats or junior seniors, they're really going to be there. You're so. probably right. But going off one of your favorite things to say, like it's a show-me type of situation. Texas coming to SEC, they got to show us because they haven't been the best in their own conference in how many years? That's true. That's true. But, so. you know, Texas and Texas A&M both are going to be legit in those – years to come so he's about to get interesting so i mean there's a case that that you know texas comes but i like the geographical like just making sense of things i don't like how you know what what who's usc joining it's uh it's like the 
big is it the big 10 it's 10 or 12 and and they're just in really early talks i'm not sure if they've even nailed anything down i think it might be happening but the thing is is that that doesn't make any sense geographically it makes sense like sort of from a relevance you know getting a better conference standpoint but just like on that level it really doesn't make sense but I don't know. These are just interesting things to think about. It's all speculation, but this is like that good barbershop talk, that banter that, you know, you can go all day with when you're with your boys and you can do such things. But that kind of brings us back to the main topic of discussion. I'm a little done celebrating, but that Auburn win was great. What did you see on the field that really surprised you or kind of affirmed how you've been feeling about Georgia this season? Yeah, as far as Auburn goes, at this point, it's not really going to matter whether they're in the East or in the West. Right now, we're just we're just serving them hot L's. Uh, we again, especially when they, you never want to come into a week, especially with your rivals. You don't want to be a soundbite. You don't want to be up on the uh, billboard or bulletin material talking crazy. I knew it was over with as soon as I heard the quote from the <laughs> talking about how they were going to demolish us up front and this and that. And mind you, Jalen Carter is still a little bit banged up from what was a pretty uh, low, no pun intended, block on him versus Missouri. So he he wasn't even in the game. And our second string and the depth that we have there, uh, what Nazir Stackhouse, Zion Loge, and um, we have that other defensive tackle from Nashville. You know his name, the white dude. Really good defensive tackle. Oh sure. Okay, so it, it'll come up later. But those guys really held down the position, and we ended up pretty much demolishing Auburn. So again, not where you want to be talking crazy, especially uh, to UGA, who is now back at number one. Um, my favorite part of the game, Keegan. I don't know about yours, but the run game is alive and well and we talked a lot about how georgia was really getting pass heavy and throwing the ball over the yard not because we couldn't but because um it was it was just it was just it's just a part of the offense that we have now i think the run game has always been in the back pocket and auburn got the brunt of it and really got the full force of it the best that we've seen this year by far yeah i think that was kind of what we were talking about is that's going to have to continue to develop and it was really like Branson Robinson had a coming out party, you know, like he, he put up some stats that were pretty nice, but really it was just some of those long runs, his ability to like keep moving his feet. I mean, he, he showed the explosive nature translating and he's just a guy that really can play well under his pads. And like, he's, he's not super, I mean, he's a physical specimen, mind you, but you know, he's not super tall. He's not, doesn't necessarily just look like you know like a derrick henry or something like that reminiscent like, of nick chubb same yeah. same type of vibes freshman year i mean 92 getting, yards and a touchdown sec freshman of the week exactly so i mean he's getting those comparisons i think i think their running style is a little different i actually think that branson's a little bit more shifty and explosive i think like, so the field it seems like i mean some of the spin moves were like pretty cool to watch i, I was impressed but yeah, he, he definitely shined, and that, that moving forward is good for us to just have another guy we can go to, you know. I mean, running back position is the position that, you know, your average NFL career isn't that long and just the life of a running back. It's one thing that Georgia kind of boasts to recruits is that, hey, you're not going to have as many miles put on you, so to speak, I mean, for lack of a more flattering way to put it. But there's something to having him kick into gear, and I feel like that – you know, we'll, we'll see how that dynamic plays later down in the season, but it could be that, you know, 
him and Dejon, you know, who also did really well this last game. Speak on Dejon a little bit. How how did you, how'd you feel about his performance? I mean, they really gave him the rock many times and I feel like it's, they're seeing what I'm seeing. You know, it's like this guy's getting more yards to carry. He's just got a better second burst. I don't know. You know, you can you can work on that and develop that and do things for Absolutely. that. And both every back in, you know, Georgia's repertoire has, you know, something about them that is unique and, you know, going to give them uh, more of an upside and more of an advantage. So you can use each of them in different situations, different ways. And I think that's a good problem to have for Georgia is that, you know, you're not limited in the running game aspect. Like you, you got all different ways to throw it, throw it at, at opponents that is. And um, I, I think that if you're looking at the tape <laughs> and you're a defensive coordinator, you know, for Vanderbilt or who, whoever else coming up, you, you, you don't like that. So, <laughs> so that's always good for Georgia fans when the defensive coordinators for your opposition are sweating bullets. They got that sweat emoji crack-a-lacking but uh what did you think about the offense I mean overall we we did pretty well we were productive but you know I don't know if it was injury I don't know if like the mental part of the injury recovery or what you know Stetson's been a little off the last couple of weeks accuracy wise he's missed you know several touchdowns now he hasn't thrown an offensive touchdown in a couple of weeks it seems so what and then he had a 64-yard scamper. So it's it's not that he does didn't make big plays or make uh you know pivotal plays. What would you do moving forward with Stetson Bennett in this offense? I'm just curious, like he's he's got skill sets. We kind of are familiar. Um, we don't really necessarily know where he's at in the injury aspect because some of these the information is so guarded. But what would you do if you're Todd Munkin? Georgia O. Like how, how do you use Stetson best, like from what you've seen thus far? Uh Stetson, Stetson's injury right now seems a, a little bit up in the air. It doesn't seem like it's extreme by any measures. Um, but I think the game script for this game was right where it needed to be. Uh, I've seen now where this offense can be very open, very spread like tight ends, wide receivers, running back, all using the passing game, which Stetson seems to seems to thrive in. And then I've also seen uh, the running game. And as somebody who did play the running back position and got coached in that position, when I watched Dejon Edwards, and you can even hear some of the commentators who are familiar with the position speak on it as well. The kid's got vision. The kid's got power. He is the type of running back. He's not very big. He's not Kendall Milton. But I'll tell you one thing he does better than Kendall Milton. He protects the ball. And as a running back, if you can't protect the ball, you're not going to play. Kenny McIntosh, uh, who also had a touchdown on the day, rushing touchdown, uh, is the receiving back. He is elite out of the backfield, catching it, wheel routes, uh, down the seam, angle routes, whatever you need. But Dejon Edwards is just that guy. He sees, he sees holes, he gets to him. And anybody who knows the running back position, it's about getting north and south. Juke moves and all this stuff on PlayStation and stuff are cute and it's fun, but it's about getting north and south and Dejon Edwards does that in a hurry three touchdowns on the day I think he is the undisputed number one uh you back that up with Branson Robinson who's having again like you said breaking out party little Nick Chubb really starting to catch on Stetson with his 60 what a 64 yard run making him the as far as 
touchdowns go in Georgia history, the seventh most in his career. So he's he's climbing the charts as we speak. The run game was just very impressive. And as we get in the league play, I think it's important that we continue to hit that. We had 500 yards of offense. So I think the offense was damn near perfect, super impressive. And now defensive coordinators have to worry about both the pass and the run. Very well balanced. It's, it's a really hard thing to stop when the engine is just running so smoothly, lubricated, like no stopping. Like we, we are a well-oiled machine to say the very least. Yeah. I like how this teases up with where we're at in the season. You know, it's like we, you, you hear people in the sports world compare, you know, opponents going blow for blow, like a boxing match. And that kind of makes me think of what championship boxers do. And if you can survive those early rounds, you know, if you're a championship boxer and you really have put in the work, you've put in the reps, you've, you're, you know, doing the work in the off season of a champion. If you're doing that, you know, if you can survive those early rounds, it's all that work. It's all that reps. It's, it's everything that you've done, every little detail that you've put into, you know, creating a championship season or, you know, a championship run, no matter what it is, like, we're, we're starting to get into the later rounds and the defense was a, was our biggest, you know, vulnerability at the beginning of the season. And it's the biggest storyline, like how, you know, it's the reason we were ranked where, you know, as highly as we'd have liked, it's, it, it's a lot of the, the things that, you know, talking heads will point at when they look at UGA and what's not to like, but the thing is, is the defense, we all knew it was better than what they were saying. And also it's been getting better week to week to week to week. And they've improved upon many things. And then this last week with, you know, Robbie Ashford running for his life, you know, every other play, you know, he's an athletic dude, he, you know, he's a young quarterback. So you already kind of have an edge on an experience, you know, mental toughness kind of thing, but to be able to disrupt him like we did that, was just like we we took it to a whole nother gear and we're doing it at the right point so i want to see that you know moving into vandy and when we talk about it uh that that's kind of what i want to see is us doing that because man if if our defense continues to get better which i really predict that it will uh you know that's good that'll <laughs> good luck everybody else you know what i mean like people talk about bets and you know, who, who they think could repeat, who they think, uh, you know, has the best chance in general. I mean, maybe at the beginning of the season you'd have had me, but I'm calling Georgia a shot right now. I see us doing going for the double, the dooski. Georgia's, Georgia's getting to this point where the, the offense is about to figure it out, running and passing. The defense will get healthy. The secondary has been a lot better than I expected. So this team is about to be a complete team very soon. And thankfully for us, we got uh, Missouri, then we got Auburn, and we're going to have Vanderbilt, who are not at the at their best as far as like their norms go, right? So we're going to have these opportunities, and then we're going to get the bye week before we head into our November gauntlet. Um, but a couple other things. You did mention Ashford. He was shook. He ended up turning the ball over in the Auburn game. Um, I, I did enjoy seeing uh, Georgia stop a fake punt in the first quarter. That was good. Seeing some progression there because teams were seeing that we we kept giving up fake punts, at least one per game, and teams are obviously going to take advantage of that when they get the opportunity. So that was growth in that area for sure. Uh, saw a lot of Oscar Delp starting to get some burn um, at the end of the game, which is good. You want to 
get these next guys comfortable playing in the SEC, especially if it's leaning towards a blowout, that's the perfect time to do that as well. Uh, and then also, Lad McConkey really needed a bounce back game. Um, I wouldn't say he had it so much as far as the receiving game. He played pretty much par for the course. But in the return game, he had a great return where he juked out two or three defenders, got us in really good field position, which helped us to um, – uh, get another touchdown on that drive, I believe, if, if I'm mistaken about that. Um, but I want to go ahead and trance or shift over to Vanderbilt because like Ashford, who was shook, Vanderbilt's playing with a freshman quarterback as well and A.J. Swan, an athletic type of dude, so very similar uh, to Ashford, but you can also expect similar mistakes, similar turnovers because of that. Vanderbilt is better than normal. They're 3-3 three and three with their losses coming to Old Miss where Ole Miss dropped 52, Bama dropped 55 on them, and then Wake Forest. So at least all their losses are to really quality teams. I will give them that. So they're making progress, but that's not saying a whole lot for Vandy, who's usually at the bottom uh, of the cellar. Their turnover margin is their best, best metric right now. They are plus three in the turnover, which is 37th in the nation. But where they're going to get killed on Saturday is the next stats. They are giving up 480 yards per game that's 126 out of 131 programs and they are allowing 36.8 points per game 122nd again out of 131 and their pass defense is one of the worst in the country so i really expect just like you saw the week before auburn we were pass or weeks before pass heavy pass heavy pass heavy and we went to run against auburn we're gonna go right back to the pass if you if it's me make an offensive game plan because vandy cannot defend the pass and it's it's another opportunity for stetson to get dialed in before the bye week and before the November gauntlet goes. But from Vandy, what have you seen this year? What are you looking forward to? So I agree with that. But if Stetson is kind of ailing, then maybe we rest him and we run a lot. It's kind of one or the other. It's like depending on where his health status is, like, and we don't know that. So I guess that's my only. Sure. If it's a throwing shoulder, I see that. But as far say if he if he can't throw, maybe he plays just the first half and you let Carson back. I want to yeah. run some of my past plays against the weak defense. Stetson might not be top form, but I want my wide receivers, my tight ends, Kenny Mack out of the backfield. I want to, I want my passing plays to be sharp. Whether or not Stetson is, that's, that's a fair point. I like that. I like that. Man, I got a question for you. So Vanderbilt has struggled, you know, mightily. They're kind of the, the butt of the joke in the SEC. You know, there, it's, it's, it's a, a hairy butt too. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool place to be, you know, in Nashville. It's a, you know, it's a cool location. It's Ain't that a shame great, <laughs> for your team great, to be? It's a great school. It's a, it's, a, it's a great football city, honestly. You know, you got the Titans right there. You got a ton of bars dedicated to watching the game. Like, SEC culture is there. The watch parties are for real in Nashville. Like, no matter what team you like, there's a good watch party going on. Thanks. So, you know, there's a, a lot going for it. So I'm putting the respect on their name. But at the same time, like, I got to ask you a real question. And it's kind of a joke, but it's it's also, I mean it. It Like, should Vanderbilt go to a different league? Do you think it would benefit them to, like, be replaced by a team, like, by a Clemson? Have Clemson go to the SEC, send Vanderbilt out. Vanderbilt's more of, like, a Wake Forest, ACC kind of school. You uh, you're absolutely right. But, I mean, think think about these schools. Think about their best interests. Think about that for a second. Clemson Clemson wants to own the ACC. Clemson doesn't want to come to the SEC. The SEC is already the toughest conference in the country, and we're adding Oklahoma and Texas. 
we don't need the SEC to be the entire top 20 or top 25. Like as cool as that sounds, like I don't, I don't think any schools really want that. The one thing going for Vandy is, yes, we're academic school. Everybody knows that. Basketball, again, that's their, that's their bread and butter, and different schools have that. And, again, if Kentucky and some of these other lowly programs can come up, Vanderbilt, their coach thinks that they're going to win it all here in a couple of years. So, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of the mindset, like, that you have to have. You're in the SEC, like, you're getting money. You're, just the money alone from being in the SEC, I think it's enough to be like, no, nah, we're good. We, we don't mess with the ACC. No, nah. <laughs> we, we good. Well, my thing is, I mean, I, feel, I hear what you're saying, and I'm p- picking up what you're putting down, but at the same time, it's like Vanderbilt. Like, it's a great school, but it's arguably, like, better than every other school in the SEC. Like, harder to get into, more, like, rigorous academic standards. It kind of it's a pretty plain and simple right. recruiting like Georgia Tech and ACC. Just like – Georgia Tech's an amazing school. Yes. But they're not, you know, they're not trading. Clemson's not trading places with them. They'll take the football side. Again, it's just, it just is what it is. Somebody's got to be at the bottom. I, I guess, hey, yeah, I guess that's true. If your marketing is, is crisp enough and your jerseys are good and your NI deal, your, uh, you know, your NIL deals are popping, then I mean, hey, you know, maybe Vanderbilt can get in on that. They got a lot of country music stars like in the area. So they need to start doing some some cmt nils and then think of it from a player's perspective too like honestly truthfully if you're that guy on the football field do you, does the nfl really care really really care at the end of the day where you played at there's guys from all over the country who no one knew who they were in college and then they cooper cup uh what ben roethlisberger i mean there's there's tons and tons of examples that come from no-name schools who are hall of famers in the nfl so i mean again if that's if that's your issue like the NFL is going to find you. Schools, they're making enough money. I just think it's – if they wanted to move, they'd probably be pushing a little bit harder. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, what do you predict in this game? I mean, I, we're talking about other good teams putting up, like, 50 points. Is that the benchmark we're going to have to set for ourselves? Or? That's what it's looking like right now. The uh, Georgia is fav- favored by 38.5. It is at home. I, I like this to be a tune-up before the bye week. And, again, if Stetson's healthy as far as his throwing arm, I think this could be a big day either for some wide receiver, Kenny Mack, or definitely Brock Bowers, who is due. He was on a very good pace to start the season. This may get him back to that point. And mind you, Stetson hasn't thrown a touchdown in how many games? You mentioned at the top of the podcast. So this could be a big game for him. Yeah. So, um, and not, and mind you, this is homecoming. You had mentioned that too in our kind of our pregame huddle. Um, did you want to mention anything else about that or like how that may Im- impact the game as far as the Bulldogs go? Well, hopefully they're not sleeping on their opponents <laughs> or more sleeping because they're hungover or anything like that from the festivities. All, all of the above. I mean, right. the thing is, is you got home any homecoming at any level, I guess, is just supposed to be like your uh, it's a wild card. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 supposed to be the 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 easy one, you know. What it's I mean? supposed to be, but I mean, like the off the off the field stuff. <laughs> that's the wild card, you know. Oh my goodness! And that's yeah, fair. I'll, res- gotta- I'll respect to Vandy, but again, for for us, this is this is a tune up. It's a tune up before the bye, before our toughest stretch in the season, and that that stretch includes Florida, the University of Tennessee, who we're going to talk about their matchup with Alabama this weekend. See how you feel about whether you would rather them win or lose this weekend coming to see us and then Kentucky. Uh, But I also wanted to mention just before we hit that stretch about Kirby. Now that we're back at number one, Kirby was asked by a reporter 
um, how he felt about being number one and backing the favorites to repeat this year. And in in true Kirby fashion, which is why I love him being the captain of this ship, he said, I wouldn't have cared. And they're asking him, what about the the people who said it? Like, they're pretty credible. He's like, I don't even know who they are. (laughs) He doesn't care about the hype. He doesn't care about the noise. He sees where we need to improve. And I think all Georgia fans can see, like, we have things that we have to improve. Alabama, they're dealing with a backup quarterback situation right now. But I think they have looked pretty good. Other teams, Tennessee has looked pretty good. Ohio State's doing Ohio State in the conference where they play nobody. USC is looking good. I know there's some un- other undefeated teams that you wanted to mention or give a shout-out to because there's a lot of good football being played across the country right now. Yeah, dude. It seems like Chip Kelly is having his second coming in college football. UCLA looks pretty nice on both sides of the ball. Their quarterback every week looks a little bit better. I know we were talking about some of his statistics earlier. The thing is, is UCLA looks nice. There's a lot of teams that look nice, though, bro. It's like this weekend is a great reflection of that. If you just look at the schedule at how many, like, high-level matchups that we're, like, kind of facing uh, – or, or in front of us this weekend as college football fans, you got some big, big games. Great, um, great weekend for football, college, and NFL. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it, it is like peak fall, October. The Leafs are the right color. The air is crisp. With playoff baseball, go Braves. Go, go Bravos. Braves. Go Bravos. Baseball is boring, but I pay attention in the playoffs. because Playoff that, baseball is, is something else. So I think, yeah, I'm telling The fans are hyped. Dude, they should – this is my one – I won't go into on this, but they should shorten the baseball season to, like, 50 games. 52 games, 50, one, one a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, it that's is, my one, You want one a week? Make, make it matter. <laughs> make it matter. I agree. They should, I, think, I think they should shorten it. But, again, I like this. The, the series just gives it – baseball is just different, right? Like, you, you need those series because it, it just – it's sporadic. It's, it's sporadic. So that's, I understand why they do it. I paid attention this year because of the Mets race. Great year for baseball, in my opinion. I haven't sat down and watched a regular season in a long, long time. But Bravo's out here making a little run. Just time to make a little run. Well, they're hitting looks real nice. You know, I'm not like a baseball expert, but they do look like they got some fire and they got uh, old Acuna's back. So that's going to be interesting how this season will, how, you know, that factors in. But True. And quick thing, no Freddie this year. So who's going to be our clutch person? Olsen has stepped up in the last couple games. Acuna, I'd like to see Acuna get back to Acuna level, and then we got to get to the bullpen. We got to have our starters help us out, keep the runs down until we get to the bullpen. But other than that, go Braves. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I won't talk baseball because I <laughs> I don't pretend to pay attention, like, at all. Like, But, you know, at the same time. I got some folks put me on, so it's, always, it's not always, on me. It's not always, on me. I won't count. Always home repping. Always I home won't count. Repping. Right. <laughs> check, out, check out with the A. But, uh that kind of brings us into the pick six. Man, we, tonight we actually got a good game. We got Baylor at West Virginia. Cheeto, can JT Daniels be considered elite again? It's it's who in West Virginia? This was not one of my six that I picked, but I, I, I knew I could be wrong. Baylor. Okay, Baylor at West Virginia. Give me a couple of details. Who's ranked what, and it's at West Virginia? Unranked. And Baylor, you know, they got uh, old Miranda, good – that bald-headed dude. Yeah, yeah, Dave Aranda. Yeah, to be honest, I, I've been pulling for JT Daniels since he's been at West Virginia. I have been not disappointed in him. It looks to me like his wide receivers don't make enough plays for him, and the rest of the team is not super exciting. Give me Baylor. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go – I think West Virginia can pull it out. I think cool. Baylor's 
in like a rebuild year. They're pretty like solid last year. So that moves us into a noon kickoff, a top 10 noon matchup. You don't hear that very often. Number 10, Penn State at number five, Michigan. Cheeto, who you got? Okay. Okay. So initially I did go Michigan, but I was convinced. I can't remember his name. He was on Colin Cowherd yesterday when I was off work and I sat and listened to his take that Michigan is, I don't know if they're better than last year, but they're faster than last year, but their offense is still pretty boring, just like their head coach in Harbaugh. And that really, that kind of hit home to me. I think if um, if Michigan can't get a little bit more creative scoring the red zone, I think they end up uh, losing. I'm going to give them the noon, the noon loss. Dude, we're flipping back and forth. I, I, this will be interesting next week, but I got Michigan, bro. I think Michigan – they got a good QB. I mean, I know they have had maybe more uh, boring play, but sometimes boring is better when there's no mistakes. And this quarterback is gone for like 121. Or it's pass. predictable. Yeah. And, and Saturday will be a very, it's a big test for them and their opponent. Who, tell me, tell me who they're playing. Is Penn State? No, Penn yeah. State? Yeah, Penn State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Michigan is going to take it, but we'll, we'll see. Another top 10 matchup. Number three, Alabama traveling to Knoxville. This is the game everyone's talking about. Let's save that one for last. Let's save that one for last. Okay, okay, okay. Teaser, teaser, teaser. Let's save that one for last, for sure. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so then who, uh, who, who, what's one of the ones you got? I'll, I'll okay, so I've got – and I just picked the winners because I didn't know which ones you're going to. But I got, I got NC State winning. I got Kentucky winning. I got USC over Utah. Ooh. And then I saw – I believe it's – Georgia Southern at number 25, James Madison. Give me Southern, repping, repping for GA. I like them knocking off a top 25 school. They're three and three this year, so they're not great, but they've been they've been one of those teams. Them in Georgia State, like if you if you sleep on them in Georgia State, basketball, football, you'll get an L. I think this is the perfect opportunity for them to put their school on the map for this year. Georgia State playing? James Madison. They're ranked 20, they're the number 25 oh. team in the country. Oh. Okay, okay. I like that. Um, yeah. I, I don't really care about any of those games except uh, one of them I disagreed with, but no, it already slipped my mind. So uh, I got NC State, Kentucky, and USC. I think you took. Yeah, it was. I think Utah is going to take that one. I, I like. I like where your heads out in the others, but I, I like Utah on that other one. So okay, we'll see. I feel like they they got to bounce back, man. I feel like their team is more complete than USC. USC is top heavy with. Talent. I feel you. If Florida can beat Utah, anybody can beat Utah, in my opinion. So I'm going USC because I got them in my top four. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Uh, that was the game where Anthony Richardson was talking. They're talking about him being a Heisman, and now yeah, now what's Caleb Williams going to look like? He can actually throw a football. Imagine that. <laughs> That's fair. That's all. All very fair. All right, LSU at Florida. Who you got in that game? <sighs> Both these teams need this win. They need this win. Give me Florida. Give me Anthony Richardson just to start to put it together. Okay. He again, he's got that win over Utah. I I, I see similar flakes in this game. Same as Utah, and that they pull it out. Billy Napier is going to get this program back to some sort of like respectability. I'm telling you, I just don't know when. I I think LSU will do it. They they got a quarterback that's clicking. I, I remember they got a new guy in there, so I like LSU in that one. All right, this leads us to my upset alert. I think uh, number four Clemson going to to FSU. FSU is a little bit better. Really? No, Clemson. You gonna turn on Clemson, dude? They sleep, bro. They sleep. <laughs> and Clemson always does it to themselves, dog. They okay. really, I'm not saying 
look, this is my thing. This is the upset alert. I'm not calling the game. I don't I don't see it like that, but I, I definitely see Florida State pushing them. So if y'all want to uh, make that one interesting, kind of keep on that. And that brings us to the big game, the big daddy. Number three, Alabama traveling to Knoxville to face the number six Tennessee Volunteers, probably the biggest game that I can remember in Tennessee history. Tennessee's back, at least from a relevant state. Now you have to beat and, be, you know, win against elite talent. Cheeto, can they do it? So I've already been warned I better be rooting for Tennessee from multiple sources, but he- hear me out here. I thought this game was going to be a lot more interesting if the backup was going to be playing, given that he turns the ball over. Let me just say this about Tennessee. This offense is for real. Now, can they withstand, if Bryce Young comes back and is healthy, can they withstand Alabama's offense? Their defense is not up to par to do that, I don't think. And then Alabama has, Alabama and Georgia, Tennessee's hardest games in this season are going to be the depth. Can they withstand the depth for four quarters? It's nice to put up 30 points by halftime or the third quarter, but can you stop the other team from doing the same? And can you contend with their depth? That's Tennessee's next step. Tennessee fans are upset, like, oh, don't, not giving us the credit we want. You can have all the credit. You've earned it to this point. But when you face a team of the caliber of Alabama and Georgia, can you get it done? If Bryce Young plays, I say no. If it was the backup, I was really going for Tennessee. I think it's a close one, but I think Alabama escapes. Three-point win. Okay. Well, Tennessee fans, I, <laughs> I, I, did, I never thought I'd be an advocate for you, but I, I like Tennessee. Went in with Bryce, without Bryce. Neyland Stadium is going to be as lit. It's going to be. It's going to be turned up. It's going to be so crazy. They're going to want this game more than Alabama. The fans are going to want this game more than Alabama. Uh, I think the energy is in the air, and sometimes the energy is all it takes in football. It's a momentum game. Tennessee, 38, Alabama, 28. Balls on top. Okay. I'm going Bama by three. Do we get a prediction for Vandy UGA? Can you give me one real quick before we close this out? I'll, I'll take Georgia scoring 63 points, nine touchdowns against Vandy's 13 points. Go dogs. Give me, give me 59 to six super random. Uh, and then last but not least before we got about 30 seconds left Keeks, but I did want to mention that Kirby is out here flipping recruits. We got, uh, Roderick Robinson from San Diego, California, four-star. This kid is going to be next level. He went to the same high school as Marcus Allen and Terrell Davis out in California. So look for him to be special in the 2023 class. Keegan, as always, man, I appreciate you being here. Dog Nation, enjoy this weekend of football. And as always, you know what it is. Off the leash. Off the leash.